a storm or two coming back tomorrow. And again, Saturday, if any at all. But do expect lots of heat again. Low to mid-90s for the highs following the morning lows of 70s to 80 tomorrow morning. Once again, near 80 or upper 70s for the morning Saturday, followed by partly cloudy and a hot afternoon high of mid to low 90s. Scattered afternoon thunderstorms and a bit more clouds on Sunday. Thinking about retirement? Make sure a My Social Security account is a part of your plan. A My Social Security account gives you secure access to your personal earnings history and benefit status. You can find out if you're eligible to receive benefits, compare retirement benefit estimates at different ages or dates, view spousal benefit estimates, and more. Plan for your future. Open a My Social Security account at ssa.gov slash my account. Social Security. Securing today and tomorrow. Ralph Sanjay, WGSO. Taking over the Tom Fitzmorris role here. Tom Fitzmorris did this for 33 years on the Food Show. I am Marianne Fitzmorris, and I would love to talk food with you now. I was looking through some things for um, the Almanac before the show, and I kind of go through the weekend on either end. You know, it, it. we don't do Saturday or Sunday shows, so the almanac just sort of falls by the wayside unless I look just to see if there's anything really interesting in it. So when I do the weekend almanac things, it's usually because I want to mention them, but they're not going to be uh, on a show day. So on Sunday, it's National Kitchen Klutz Day, and I really wish we were doing a show that day because I am sitting here looking at this it's not oozing anymore. It was oozing for about, it's been eight days since I did this. But uh, when I cook, there are injuries sustained. And uh, when I did the catering job last week for my niece's uh, medical school graduation, I um, burned my hand, not my hand, like my wrist on the top. And I didn't even know that I did it. And it took me, I don't know, a couple hours to realize, oh, that is a massive burn. So anyway, I have been um, nursing it along, but it is not moving all that quickly, mainly because I think I keep it soaked with vitamin E and I need to let it just dry out, scab off, and then put the vitamin E on. But I am a kitchen clutch of the, klutz of the highest order. And I just want to... Uh, signal give a shout out to all of my fellow kitchen klutzes if i'm in the kitchen there will be burns and cuts sustained by five six nine six nine six if you want to talk to me i'm marianne fitzmorris i'd love to talk to you today is international suckling goat day i don't really want to talk about that but it is called cabrito in Spain, in Spain or the Spanish-speaking world, and in Italy, capretto. 
And we do not eat very much baby goat here. Um, and I, for one, am happy about that. But I know there are people who love baby goat. And, um, uh, and I guess I'm sorry about that for you. But um, I, just, I was just looking at the precious little baby donkey across the street. And I just, I like those little baby animals. All right, so uh, today I had a, um, an adventure that I went on, and one of them, the, the, the adventure began down in Mandeville at the Flam Joe, clever little name, Flam Joe, J-E-A-U-X, roasting company, Flam Joe Coffee, which you're going to start seeing a lot more of. It is a tiny little one-room coffee roaster artisan operation with an astonishing number of choices. I think she does a light, a medium, a dark, an extra dark, a uh, decaf, a coffee and chicory, a French roast. And I'm, I'm, if you saw the space, I mean, it's like the size of somebody's bedroom. And, uh, and I went down there just to see the operation because I sort of stumbled on it riding my bike down there. I parked in front of it, and, um, and I was really intrigued. And so she's going to be on the show. Her name is Margot Brignac. She's going to be on the show on Monday. We're going to talk to her at 3 o'clock. So I went down there just to meet her and to see the operation to get an idea so we could have a chat on Monday. And then I went to uh, pick up some, um, pick up burgers, a burger for Tom. We talked about, um, we're going to Crescent City Steakhouse tonight. So we talked about um, just a, a quick little Bud's Broiler lunch today. But when push came to shove, Tom didn't feel like going out. So I picked up the burger on the way back from... Um, Flam Joe. I will say this, that is not fast food. <laughs> it's very much not fast food. I think it was a 40-minute wait for the burger. So what I did was, it's up in Covington in the Rouse parking lot. So I ordered the burger, and then I walked across the parking lot to go to Rouse's to get a can of Hormel hot tamales, which I've been threatening to do for a couple of weeks, actually for months and months. And I wish I'd done it before because they're nowhere to be found. I do not see Hormel hot tamales in three different places that I looked this morning. So I uh, had time to walk across the parking lot, which is not a, a little walk, it's a pretty good walk. And then I looked around there, they didn't have it. It was in the same mall space that Dollar Tree was in. And I've been to Dollar Tree a few times, mainly to get Vienna sausages for the dog. And I figured that there was a canned meat aisle there that might be Hachamali. So I looked, but there weren't any there either. So I'd been to now three Rouses and one Dollar Tree looking for Hormel hot tamales just because... We were talking, Stan and I were talking about it on Wednesday, and I figured I'm going to eat some Delta tamales from the memory that I have 
the original Delta tamales that I ate before I talk to Stan again, when he gets back on the tamale trail. So, uh, but I can't find him. I can't find him. So I had time to do that, to go to Dollar Tree, and then to walk back across the expanse of the parking lot. And then I got to watch a large chunk of the interview on Rachel Ray. There's a big television with um, the Food Network. And I got to watch Michael McConaughey on the Rachel Ray show and, and get a good glimpse of, I guess it's a new book he's got out or something as the volume wasn't up. And I got to see all of that before my hamburger was done. So I brought it home to Tom and he, and I took a little bite out of it. You know, I, I have to admit, I think it's pretty good. I, mean, I don't, I don't want to admit it. I don't. But I thought it was pretty tasty. I see why they're still around all these years later. It is indeed flame roasted. It is indeed a frozen patty. It is indeed slow as molasses. Um, you would think they would be a little better organized on the grill. The burgers are spaced out really far and everybody doesn't seem to mind waiting the endless amount of time that you wait for this quote fast food burger. The place in Covington, I don't remember it. We went once when they first opened, which I want to say is probably about eight years ago, I think, something like that. And I don't recall my opinion of it walking in there because Bud's Broiler has a distinctly um, raffish, shabby, vibe to it but that the quality of that um trait is diminished or exacerbated by location so it, it's it's all within a range that falls you know into that category and some places are a little dumpier than others this wasn't dumpy at all it had, you know, the carvings on the on the tables, but it it I did not not like it. Like I could go and sit there and wait for a burger and be quite all right. Um, and I would say I could do that at any of the Bud's Broilers. I mean, some of them are kind of really charming. Like the one out by Peak BMW in uh, Kenner is the one that I am most familiar with because I grew up in that neighborhood, and. Um, it's it's cute. I really like that one. That's my favorite. The one on Orleans was a terrific, cool place that we got into a little when Jude was at Jesuit. But it is no more, which is a great pity. And I think the building is just sitting there. I don't think it's become anything else yet. I know there were intentions toward that, but uh, it's, it's a shame because it is a very cool building. Um, the one on Causeway by andrea's is i mean they're all within the realm of um comfortably raffish that's the word i would say we did we did a lot of buds on the way home from jesuit before katrina when both kids were in school across the lake at that location on causeway 
and I guess I guess the other place we went was the Ground Patty Express on what is now a lot with the car dealership. It was right there on the corner of West Esplanade and Causeway, and we used to hit it on the way across the bridge quite often. And that's a pity, because I remember that being pretty good too. And I think it was a ground patty. I think it was a ground patty express. But anyway, we have these two local change. Every, every uh, region or city, I guess, has their local institution hamburger chain. The one that comes to mind most is the Varsity in Atlanta, where we, my kids and I discovered BET. That was, that was enlightening. And um, I'm trying to think of some other ones. There's, of course, In-N-Out, um, the Five Guys chain that's national now, started out regionally in the mid-Atlantic. But we have our Bud's Broiler. And uh, so I'm going to throw out to the audience, Bud's Broiler, yes or no? 556-9696. Five, five, six, nine, six, nine, six. We'll be back after these messages. Down the highway from the excellent Keith Young Steakhouse is Five Girls. And the food is very good casual fare. Here is a fantastic club sandwich with homemade potato chips, a great Cuban, good salads, and the best red beans and rice we have ever had. Poor boys, hamburgers, and terrific fried seafood. Five Girls, 305 Highway 21 in Madisonville, 985-845-2348. I like a Gershwin tune. How about you? All right, uh, Tom has such a good voice, and he got to show it off the other night at Rest a While. That was uh, really, really wild, is <laughs> all I can say. Five five six nine six nine six. I was talking about Hormel hot tamales in a can, and uh, Ronald just told me about the couple of people who called in to tell me where to get them. Thank you very much. Uh, I am not finished my trek to go find them and I will I will prevail in the end because now I'm ready to do it for sure. But I am interested in Bud's Broiler at the moment because I spent 40 minutes in Bud's Broiler. Well, not all of it. Some of it was in the parking lot at uh, Rouse's in uh, Covington at Claiborne Hill. But um, I did spend a portion of it in Bud's Broiler waiting for a, Tom had a, a ton, you know, Tom has had some shticks in his time, and Bud's Broiler, there is a shtick for Bud's Broiler, and I'm sure that you've heard it. If you remember Tom's Bud's Broiler shtick, and I can't believe I'm asking this, but I'm trying to remember it myself. Was it a number one with cheese? I don't remember how he ordered, but he used to have this deviant little um, way of torturing the people who worked at Bud's Broiler by ordering and arguing with them about the order. And it used to make me cringe every time I heard it, so I didn't pay that much attention to it, and now I won't be able to hear it again. So if you remember it, if you were if you are a longtime listener to Tom, I guarantee you have heard this story. But I did order Tom a Bud's Broiler the way I would have ordered it, which is kind of an everything. It had um, 
chopped onions, lettuce, tomato, pickle, mustard, mayo, and cheese. And, uh, and that was the top of the line Cadillac burger at $4.75. I didn't notice that they had milkshakes, but they do. I didn't get one. And they have a crab cake sandwich on the menu, which I am gobsmacked to see. I have not been to Bud's in a very long time. I did not know they had gone quite that upscale. But there on their little board that has probably looked the same since their origins is a crab cake sandwich. I'm sure it is deep fried and it's probably pretty good. I also saw a separate pitch for a seafood platter so buds is moving on out you know they're they're getting fancy schmancy uh, if you've had any of these new menu items at buds broiler call me 556-9696 if you would like to talk about buds broiler in any way shape or form i am interested in that as well i got some Bud's broiler fries, along with Tom's burger, had one of them, was not interested in eating it anymore. But you know, I've become a real snob about fries. I just don't want to eat them unless they're A, fresh cut, or B, I'm totally desperate, or aimlessly eating I, I, I have no explanation for why else I would eat a French fry like that. I am really excited about the fries that I will have tonight at the Crescent City Steakhouse, which I think could be the best ones out there. So I'm looking forward to those. And these just seemed like a sad little bastardization of that. So I had one, Tom had a couple, and that was it. But are you as turned off now by frozen fast food fries as I have become? Do you bother to even order them? I am, I am disgusted with myself <laughs> for uh, aut automatically, like an automaton, eating the fries the other night at rest a while. They were not good. They were frozen. They were just sitting there. And we had an enormous amount of them. And I ate all of Tom's. And, and there was another whole pile to be had on Daniel's plate, but I didn't even eat it because it, I just, I, I got a grip on myself at a certain point. 5569696 today is National Roast Suckling Pig Day. Capretto or Cabrito. Andrea Apuzzo will be where you will see that once in a while. Indian restaurants keep it on the menu all the time, but served with a lot of bone attached. Some of them misidentify it as mutton. If you ever encounter goat anywhere, try it. It's easy to gain a taste for it. Start with a goat cheese salad as a first course. A goat cheese salad and baby goat are completely different things, but a goat cheese salad is kind of, um, I won't say ubiquitous, it's not, it's definitely not, but it is getting much easier to find goat cheese salads out there. The um, best one, there's two that I, well no, one's a beet salad. Yeah, um, there's two out there right now that I, I really like. Actually, I think Dakota has one, but I'm not certain of that anymore. But the reigning one to my taste right now is the beet salad at the aforementioned rest a while where we were on Wednesday night. It is 
uh, a large salad with a lot of interesting greens. It's got um, little chunks of beet in it that the first few times we got it were kind of hard to find, but they've been a little more generous with the beet the last couple of times we've gotten it. It is crowned by a couple of goat cheese croutons, fried goat cheese croutons, and that's really good. I think a goat cheese, like a little disc of goat cheese in breadcrumbs and fried on a salad is uh, is a wonderful idea. A wonderful idea. Five five six nine six nine six. Today is National German Chocolate Cake Day. Everyone knows the story now. It's all over, but I think Tom might have been one of the first people to know it and report it, that it is not German at all. It is named after the baker who invented it in the United States, whose name was Sam German, and that is why it is called German Chocolate Cake. Nothing at all to do with the country. 5569696. Five, six, nine, six, nine, six. The really good local rendition of that dessert was once found at Santa Fe Restaurant on Esplanade Avenue. Its original owner, Chef Mark Holger, served mostly Mexican food, but he's German, and he used to make this and other first-class um, desserts like that. Um, Santa Fe is a good restaurant. I don't know how I would classify Santa Fe. It's definitely Mexican. It's definitely gourmet. It's definitely good. And it doesn't get a lot of attention, but it should. And maybe it's because it's in a neighborhood where people kind of walk to it, and it's kind of like the hidden gem neighborhood restaurant but it is nothing like other German, not German, uh, Mexican restaurants around town. And nobody ever talks about that fact, which is disappointing because you, you hear about Johnny Sanchez, you hear about the latest new, quote, gourmet Mexican, but Santa Fe is definitely that. It's really good. That little space has housed some, some uh, notable restaurants. The Mystery Street Cafe, was good. I always liked the name of that. Then it was followed by Gabrielle until the storm. Gabrielle was an excellent restaurant. And uh, this and Santa Fe. I mean, these are really good, a good succession of restaurants. Sometimes you'll have a space that has restaurants that don't last very long, and they may or may not be good but they just don't last very long. But each of those had a respectable run and are still talked about, and Santa Fe is still there and still talked about. They have a margarita that, um, <laughs> that I have stories about. Their margarita uh, does a number on me, that is for sure. I've had it a few times and it's always been the same the same response. It, it, it really does. Um, it does me, I'll tell you that. It really does. It's, it's, I don't know how they mix it or what they do, but I am kind of out of it after I have one of their margaritas. The deaf dining rule, of course, that doesn't take much for me, but the deaf dining rule number 726, any restaurant with goat on its menu will be adventuresome about everything else too and better than a comparable restaurant without goat. Well, you know, I don't even know if you could make a statement like that because 
there are so few restaurants that have goat on the menu. I don't know how you would even figure that, you know? Let's see. I'm trying to think of the other adventures that we had. Oh, yeah, we, we had another one last night. <laughs> I'm trying to think of why it turned out this way. Um, oh, I know why it turned out this way. Because the traffic in Covington is becoming surreal. I don't know why this is, but I, I'm starting to think about moving off the grid or something, but getting into downtown Covington, which used to be something I did without thinking, now has to be planned and there has to be alternate routes and it's just kind of mind boggling in the last few weeks how, how off the charts the traffic in the downtown Covington area is. So yesterday, I went to go get my car, which was up at a little shop getting its codes read. And Mary Lee brought me back and she said, I'm warning you, do not go back the way you normally do. And of course I didn't listen to her. It took me like 45 minutes to get home. I mean, three miles. And so uh, I then picked up Tom and we were gonna go out to dinner, but we just kept circling, trying to avoid traffic. It was bizarro. And uh, I will tell you what we wound up doing for dinner when we come back after the news, but uh, it's, it's embarrassing. And it, it was strictly a case of traffic. It was just absolutely unbelievable. 5569696 is the number if you want to talk to me. I'm Marianne Fitzmorris here on the Tom Fitzmorris Food Show. It's 2.30, time for the news. Louisiana Radio Network. I'm Brooke Thorrington. A progressive advocacy group recommends that this fall people vote against a tax swap proposal passed by the legislature. Matt Duell has more. The constitutional amendment cuts income tax rates across the board, but much more so for upper-level income in exchange for eliminating the ability to deduct federal income taxes. Louisiana Budget Project Executive Director Jan Muller says while there's some positives in the proposal, it mostly only helps out rich folks. They forgot about all those folks in the middle and the bottom who work really hard and who aren't going to see any gains from this package. Supporters say this reform will simplify the state's tax code and make us more competitive. I'm Matt Doyle. It's free fishing weekend in Louisiana, and LDWF spokesperson Gabe Giffen says it's the perfect opportunity to introduce the sport to someone who's never been and possibly recruit a new fishing buddy. Just take a young person or take a friend, someone who yearns to get in the outdoors, and give them an opportunity maybe they don't get every day. You won't need a Louisiana fishing license this weekend. LRN. This is for those who always show they care, who told their kids everyone 12 and older is eligible for a COVID vaccine, those who explain to their cousins that vaccines prevent nearly 100% of hospitalizations and deaths from COVID-19. This is for the ones protecting those they love. Thank you. We can do this. Find vaccines near you at vaccines.gov. Paid for by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. I'm Jim Harper, president of the Louisiana Farm Bureau Federation. Agriculture is big business in our state. $11 billion a year 
for Louisiana's economy. When other businesses had to shut their doors, our essential Louisiana farmers and ranchers continue to provide each of us with the food and fiber we need to survive. That's why I'm a proud member of the Louisiana Farm Bureau family. Visit LAFarmBureau.org, the Louisiana Farm Bureau Federation, the voice of Louisiana agriculture. Over the last 75 years, New Orleans has gone through many changes, and so has WGSO. From our early beginnings in 1946, broadcasting from the Jung Hotel, being home to Papa Stapa in the 1950s, being a music station, talking biz radio to speak in easy New Orleans style, you, our loyal listeners, have been here every step of the way with WGSO. It's now our 75th anniversary, and we are so proud to have you here with us to celebrate. So we're going to celebrate all year long to show our gratitude to you and make 2021 our most successful year yet. And we will also continue to bring programs that appeal to people of all backgrounds. So from all of us at WGSO, we want to say thank you for making us the community voice of the Crescent City. I'll take Manhattan, the Bronx, and Staten Island, too. I was waiting to hear the Bluebell ice cream commercial, which I love so much and makes me swoon every time I hear it. And they're advertising a new flavor each time. Ice yeah, ice cream. Can but uh, in a minute, I will. Nicole Dorignac asked me if I would mention that they have the cherry vanilla seasonal ice cream in someone had asked her when that was coming in she said that she would announce it on the show so if you are listening and are wanting the bluebell cherry vanilla flavor of ice cream it is there over at dorgnex five five six nine six nine six today 1947 sugar rationing ended after the war in 1939, on this date, King George VI of England and his wife, who we all know as the Queen Mother, the, the mother of our current Queen Elizabeth, or not our, but the UK's Queen Elizabeth, came to visit the United States, and President Franklin Roosevelt served them hot dogs. And I'm sure Americans were probably shocked by that but they had never had a hot dog and that's what they wanted to eat it's funny that i'm reading this today in the almanac because i was running and i do mean running uh into i mean i don't mean like actually running i'm gonna knock you down but really quickly moving through the store and i was i was dead set on finding the hot tamales and i didn't have a lot of time and uh i just my eye fell into the bin that had um, refrigerated hot dogs and they had uh, it's not Nathan's it's the other hot dog that is um, revered and I almost grabbed some just because they were there and because I'd heard about them so much it's not Dietz Watson it's another brand of hot dog that is like a I guess a Jewish hot dog, beef frank or something. I'm, I'm tempted to go back and get them just because I want to remember what they what they are. But um, I 
just almost grabbed him and and took him out and and then i started thinking <laughs> this is this is why i'm on a perennial diet that never works um i started thinking of getting a hot dog because it is getting to be fourth of july after all you know i mean it's a little it's a little early for fourth of july but uh hot dog and some buns with some chips and i thought you know that would be a good lunch that is not what i had but um but it, it seemed like it was a good idea and I, I didn't do it and I probably won't do it, but it's funny that I was just reading this in the almanac about hot dogs. What happened today was I wound up going to uh, Flam Joe to meet this woman and to see her operation and she was not there at the time that I went. So since I was down in Mandeville, I had a little time to kill. So I went and got, but I was hungry too. So I went to the bank and I went to the store to get the hot tamales. And then I went to Whole Foods because I was hungry and I wanted to go get something from their hot line just because I was hungry. And I knew that I was not gonna eat the Bud's broiler that Tom was. So I grabbed a slice of pizza from their pizza buffet, which is kind of interesting because I thought you weren't, I thought we weren't doing that right now, but you could actually help yourself at Whole Foods, which I was uh, not alarmed by. I was actually pleased to see that. And um, I got a slice of pepperoni pizza. It was not a bad New York style pizza. The crust was very New York style and I forgot about that pizza because it's good I think the whole food pizza on uh, the buffet or whatever it is at the on the whole foods in Metairie is really good actually I don't know if there's pizza at the one uptown but they have great barbecue there so it's not a bad place to kind of swing in and grab something you can eat on the go but that's what I had for lunch today and I would say that it was good I am seeing more of that New York style pizza because we've been talking about it and I've been paying more attention to it, but um, it, the sauce was too sweet. That was my only objection to it. I wanted to mention to Mike yesterday when he called, he was talking about Maribo pizza, which is the Neapolitan style pizza. So Mike, if you're listening, the next time you go try the Vinny because it's, I think, really good. It's a meatball slices of meatball the meatball slices are a little too thick but it's otherwise good it is regular mozzarella rather than the buffalo milk which i don't care for and it's got a pesto drizzle i think it might be the tastiest one that they that they serve there in my opinion anyway five five six nine six nine six carl von lind was born today in 1842 he invented mechanical refrigeration an idea that transformed how food is preserved, purchased, shipped, and stored. It's hard to imagine getting along without it now, although some relics of the pre-refrigeration epoch remain. Salted fish, duck confit, clarified butter, sun-dried fruits all remind us that we did not always just open the refrigerator and throw the perishables inside. Another essential a kitchen, a kitchen appliance patented today registered the design for a cast iron stove in 1793. It wasn't the first stove, but it was the first one to receive an American patent. You know, it's hard to imagine a stove like that. 
when when we were in DC after Katrina, we got um, there were there were a number of things that were available in the food world that we became familiar with that um, I we had previously not known about, and one of them is pot belly. What's it called? Potbelly Sandwiches. It's another chain out of there that's spreading all over the country. But um, it, the, the logo is a potbelly stove. And so I guess that that's what this is referring to. A cast iron stove is a potbelly stove. But can you imagine cooking in a little potbelly stove? I, I can't. But there have been many epochs before in this country in terms of cooking. And when I see, not only in this country, but in the world, but when I see, like I, I, I admit, I am a hopeless romantic and all of Jane Austen's stories thrill me. So I've watched them a few times. And uh, when I see the way that the, that era, the quote kitchen, I mean, obviously the people didn't cook themselves in the, I mean, some of them did, but not the ones that are in the Jane Austen stories. They had help. I don't know how that whole hierarchy worked, but, uh, you know, here in in America was the same sort of thing, the, the kind of kitchen that you would use to cook the hearth with the, the fire and you would, you know, just put it like, really like a camp out or a cookout. I just, it's hard to get your head around thinking that that's how people cooked at a certain time. I mean, it's so simple for us now to just open the oven door, but I can't imagine. God, I'm trying to think of how many burns I would get if I was cooking in that era. I mean, it's bad enough when I don't need to get any burns. I'm still getting them with the, the kinds of cookware and uh, stoves that we have. I can't imagine what it was like, if, what it would have been like for me with real fire back then. Five five six nine six nine six is the number. If you want to talk to me, I'm Marianne Fitzmorris here, ready to talk to you, as Tom has done for so many years on this here food show. We will be back. We're going to take some. Uh, we have a few messages, and then we'll be back for more talking after that. Have you ever eaten something new and wondered where it had been all your life? We thought that about Double D Sausage after having it at a friend's house. But restaurants all over town serve it in their gumbo, red beans, and jambalaya. It's made right in Bogalusa, and the company is in its third generation. Double D Sausage is a light smoke pure pork sausage with notes of sage and other spices. Try the regular mild and hot and new flavors like the Cajun variety and jalapeno and cheddar. Double D Sausage in stores all over town. The best meals always start with the best ingredients. If you're cooking seafood, the best ingredients are at Mandeville Seafood. All local fish, Louisiana shrimp, oysters, crab, crawfish, wild salmon, and Dungeness crabs. With a little notice, Mandeville Seafood can get anything in the seafood universe you may want to try. And it's crawfish season. Having a boil? Bring your ice chest to Mandeville Seafood. Celebrating 25 years. Night and day, you are the one. Thank you, Tom, with your beautiful voice. I want to mention that Mandeville Seafood is indeed celebrating 25 years. They are also the sponsor of Fish School, which will be coming up in the next hour as we try to 
elevate our, um, our is it Pesian sensibilities and learn a little bit more about what's out there in the world of seafood that we can try to cook ourselves. But we also have another segment that we forgot to play yesterday. I definitely do want to get to because I just love it and I think it's so fun. Don the Gourmet Neighbor loves, loves, loves to eat in restaurants and eats in a lot of them and loves even more than that to share his opinions about them and about dining in general. And so a couple of weeks ago, Don called to give his opinion about something and started talking about all the pet peeves that he had. And I said, you know what, we should do a segment like that called Don's Pet Peeve. But then I started thinking a little bit more about it and I thought that Don's Pet Peeve is probably best thought about when you think about Don in his smoking jacket, even though he doesn't smoke, in the comfort of his gorgeous living room with his glass of champagne, and actually his bottle of champagne, and he wants to explain to you what it is that he hates about some dining experience today. And I have to say, every time I hear one of these, I start laughing, and I agree 100%. So let's see what Don has to say today, what his pet peeve is, after he pours us all a glass of champagne. So Don, pop the cork. This is Don Uncorked, brought to you by the Plant Gallery. Children in high-end restaurants. So let me just set this straight right now. I'm not talking about Fat Boy's Pizza. I'm not talking about some wing joint. I'm talking about a high-end restaurant. You know, it's a Saturday night special occasion. My wife and I could be in August, let's say. 8.30 at night, beautiful bottle of wine, and sitting next to me is a screaming child. Why? There are places that are appropriate for children. There are places that are not appropriate for children. And if your child is well-behaved and you know how to control your child and teach them manners, something that is greatly lacking, then kudos to you. But if you're one of those people who feed your child first immediately upon sitting down, have everything cooked especially for them because, quite frankly, the food in this restaurant is not designed for your child, then once Precious has finished eating, you let them run all over the restaurant and disturb everyone else. It drives me crazy. Children in high-end restaurants drive me crazy. Yeah. Yeah, uh, we played that one already, but um, but they're not marked, are they? Um, we're gonna have to make sure that they're marked a little bit better. But they're all good and they're all true. And uh, thank you, Don, for mentioning that. He needs to have another drink really quickly now because he got worked up pretty well about that one. Don Uncorked is aired every Tuesday and Thursday here on the Food Show. It is brought to you by the Plant Gallery which is located right there by the Parish Line on Airline Highway at 9401 Airline Highway. Don says, and I have not checked it out yet, that there is at the Plant Gallery the best assortment of any kind of pot that you could possibly need for your garden this 
summer, actually any summer, but go see right now this summer. It's quite the assortment. I need it myself. I'm going to go over there and have a look. The Plant Gallery, sponsoring Don's Uncorked. They're located at 9401 Airline Highway. That phone number, if you want to check on anything, it's a massive place. A great place to just kind of entertain yourself if you're into gardening at all. 488-8887, that's The Plant Gallery. Let's go to Michael75. Hello, Hello, good Friday to you. Yes, to you too. Okay, you, you mentioned the Queen Mother, uh, wife yes. of George VI, the subject Correct. of uh, an Academy Award winning movie called The King's uh, Speech. Oh, anyway, that, a great movie? that leads oh. me to uh, what happened to us in our encounter with the Queen Mother. In 1984, because the dollar was so strong, it was equal to one pound, uh, it just pulverized all the different uh, um, uh, Currencies European in the world. We decided yeah. uh -huh. to buy buy a car in Germany and pick it up, uh -huh. and so that's what we did. We picked up a car in single feet in Germany from the factory, and then we drove around Europe with our two boys for forty two days, six weeks in a row. Uh -huh. And so when we were in uh, Buckingham Palace, or near there, uh, they they had the changing of the guard, etc. And my youngest boy was dressed in a beefeater's costume. Are you familiar with that? Mm-hmm. Uh -huh. Why? Uh, so anyway, we were there, and the queen mother passed by and stopped and looked at him and said, this is incredible. This is the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. She and my wife had a long discussion. My wife, my wife now collects anything involved with the queen mother. Um, why, why was your son dressed in a beefeater costume, I must ask? Well, I'm sorry, what? Why was your son dressed in a beef eater costume? I must ask. Because my wife liked it when, whenever it? we she had a, she would buy the uh, costume of the day, and my oldest son didn't want to put it on, but my younger son would dress up in all the different costumes uh, of the uh, country. How old was he? Six. Oh, okay, okay. Well, I'm sure <laughs> she did stop. I, I guess she she definitely would have stopped. I probably would have stopped too. Yeah, yeah. A, we had a great time on that trip. Uh, uh, aside from saving all the money, which is my pension, um, yes. I, we uh, introduced our kids to all kinds of crazy oh, yeah. foods uh, and, and sneaky cheese, uh, uh, scargo, uh, all the different things that most Americans hate, and they loved it. Do you, do you, uh, does your son remember that trip? If he was six years old, I'm wondering how much of the trip he actually remembers. No, we would we would stop at all what they call in Germany Spielzeugs. That's where a toy store, and, and we they, we kept them occupied. They got new toys every uh, every country we went into, and the two boys played together in the backseat. Yeah, I uh, when I when I have been over there and I see people like you know getting off of a water taxi in Venice with little kids that age, I'm thinking. That's an awful lot of money to spend. I don't think those kids are even going to remember that. Not to mention the difficulty of Yeah, I'll, I'll have to ask them because they, they behave themselves so well. It was I'm fabulous. curious if they, how much of it they actually remember. Because I, yeah. I think it's a great idea to bring kids to Europe, but not until they're much older. Michael, I was thinking about you yesterday when you were talking about driving 100 whatever miles an hour. It sparked a story yeah. that I wanted to tell about when my daughter and I were in Germany. It was in the early spring so there was still ice and snow everywhere 
and we were driving on the Autobahn in a McGain, which is definitely not suited to that. It was not a Mercedes. It was either a Peugeot or um, a Citroen, and it was, it's called a McGain. And all I remember was the ridiculously large doors about it and the fact that in one week we put 2,500 miles on it, but we were driving in the snow at 116 miles an hour on the Audubon. And my daughter and I were talking and I said something like, um, you know, before I die, and she said, wait, stop right there. She goes, are you talking about sometime in the future or are you talking about today? Because I think that's an excellent possibility. But you, you have you, to drive that fast because every time I looked in my rearview mirror, there was some Mercedes sitting on my bumper in the snow and the ice at 116 miles an hour. Uh, are you sure? Uh, because the, the gauge on your uh, car in Europe would read kilometers. No, sure it wasn't no, 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 it was not. It was because uh, I translated it. Yes, it was translated it. Good. Well, that reminds me of a story. I'm, I'm on the Autostrada, which is uh, uh -huh. the Italian Autobahn. But the only difference is it's, it's real. Uh, it swerves and everything. And, and it uh, goes under tunnels. So it's not a straight shot like the Autobahn and the Auto Route in France. Mm -hmm. So anyway... I'm going like a hundred around these curves and everything in the mountains. And I see a guy behind me, I, I glance in the rear view mirror and he's flashing his lights. Cause they don't, they don't put their, uh, um, uh, they don't use the horn over there. So they're flashing their lights. And I said, God, this guy's about to kill me. I'm, I'm one of these slow Americans only going a hundred around the curve. I know. I'm telling you, I can't believe it. It was just like, Every time I looked up, there was someone new whose grill I couldn't see, and we were going 116 miles an hour. I couldn't believe I love, it. I love it. Oh, God. Anyway, so do, you, so that, do, you, do you often get complaints from your family about your uh, yes. Indianapolis Speedway type no, my, driving? My husband always said that at some point one day I was going to be scooped up off the street and put in a plastic bag. That's, what he, <laughs> that's his prediction. Anyway, uh, uh, all right. Speak, that's... Speaking of your going through the store quickly the other day, were you looking for the lines with the men in them? The what? The the lines at the grocery store. You said you were going quickly through the store, so I assumed you took Oh, no, 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 no. I was just looking for one And all the single... lines, you said, which one has the most men? No, I was looking for one little can of tamales, and I never did make it to a line because they didn't have the tamales. Okay, but uh, at the Rouse's over here, they always use the, uh, the uh, what do they call that section, the customer service section. That's they, what they I take. do. I do that. Yeah. yeah. By the way, I'll talk about food a little bit. My wife is crazy about this. Every Friday we get it. That's why we can't come to uh, Jack Mel. Uh, it's, it's called the Lamb Shank. It's the best lamb shake uh, she or I have ever tasted. And it's right next to the little Chinatown, a place called the Shish Kebab. Yes. If you uh -huh. ever want to get it, and then they give you the pita I'll bread. I bet you that uh, is I, good. I bet you that yeah, is good. It, it, she, she's crazy about it. But yeah. anyway, that's, that's it for the weekend. Have, have well, a good Michael, one. you have to bust out of your rut and go to Jack Mel for lunch. And I want to hear the report because I am devastated about Oxlot. You have to give me another chance.
Oh, I'm sure you're correct on uh, Jack Mel because I have fond uh, umami mem memories of that also. Well, I'm uh, also correct on Oxlade, but you have okay. to you, you have to try you it again. Be. Maybe I just ordered the wrong thing. You like did because you know what that is that possible. Because I I have a tendency to order the wrong things all the time anyway yeah. too. But 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 the only problem I had everything I ordered was bad, so uh, <laughs> I, I might give them another shot. I believe in uh, seventy times seven. Oh, Michael, if you really, really have that kind of bad luck at Oxlot, I don't know what to say, because that, that is a good restaurant. Okay, great. Have a good weekend. All right. Take care. 556-9696 is the number. We were there not long ago, and there was a guy who, uh, who was very chatty, and he, was, he had moved here to be near his grandkids from Pennsylvania, he and his wife, and after finishing his meal, stood up and said, may I see the chef, please? This is the best food I've ever eaten. And so the chef came out and he was talking to him and then they came to our table because I mentioned, I told him after that conversation that he really had to try the steak, which I'm obsessed with, and a couple other things. And he came over to the table and they started talking about all the places that they've been and places they wanted to go because they were new in town. And uh, and he thought that Oxlot was the best. So I stand by my original contention that it is a really great restaurant. And uh, I, I, I turned on a couple other people to it, one who just went last week, and they were also thrilled. They thought it was a little pricey, which I don't find. I don't find it that way at all. I'm actually... Um, I'm actually really impressed by the prices for what you get. I think that I think it's really kind of a deal. I mean, not the Maribo deal, but it's it's a pretty good deal, a really good deal, I would say. Five five six nine six nine six is the number. I'm going to say something that I usually say at the end of the show, right now at the end of this first hour, and that is, please tell a friend about the show. It's just an escape from everything else that's out there, but it's a pleasure. You know, I think it's a pleasure. We like to talk about food. We like to think about food. And most of all, we like to eat food here in this area. So please tell a friend about the show. And uh, they can listen. You know, I'm, I'm a little wary now of how to tell them to listen. But I was saying the Simple Radio app, which you download free and type in 990 New Orleans. But I heard that there's been some trouble with that. I would say tune in which I think you have to subscribe to, and I've heard that there's been trouble with that. Also that there's trouble listening online on both No Menu's website and WGSO. So I don't know, maybe we have to figure out the best way for them to listen and then promote the fact that you should tell a friend to listen. But just anyway, mention it to a friend because I think they might be grateful that there is a nice, pleasant escape from the cares of the day out there. Not a lot of cares on Friday as we head into the weekend. It is TGIF. It's a nice day for a nice weekend. We're going to have a big weekend here at the Cool Water Ranch. Well, not at the Cool Water Ranch, but its occupants will be busy eating across the lake this weekend, which is kind of new and different for us. Uh, we have pretty much stayed very close to home, but we're venturing out this weekend twice, which is kind of remarkable for us these days. So... Uh, that should be an adventure. It should absolutely be an adventure and one that I look forward to. 
Got a lot of eating out happening on the South Shore for us. One of the things I'm waiting for is for Mr. Ed's uh, Southern Fried Chicken to get open. That seems to be taking an extraordinarily long time. As is the Greyhound on the North Shore, I suspect this has something to do with the unemployment available to all, which I am hearing could be coming to a close and hoping for the sake of restaurants that it is. And we will be back to talk some more food talk after the top of the hour news, which is coming up next. I want to mention real quickly again that if you are looking for that cherry vanilla ice cream, Bluebell Dorignax has it. W USA Radio News. This is Brad Bernards. British Prime Minister Boris Johnson and President Joe Biden heaped praise on each other as the two leaders sought to relaunch the UK-US relationship at a time of rising tensions over the fallout from Brexit. Johnson hailed Biden and his team as a breath of fresh air. We covered a huge range of, of subjects and it's, it's wonderful to, to listen to the Biden administration and to, and to Joe Biden. The outgoing chief of Israel's Mossad intelligence service has offered the closest acknowledgement yet his country was behind recent attacks targeting Iran's nuclear program and military scientists. The comments by Yossi Cohen offered an extraordinary debriefing by the head of the typically secretive agency in what appears to be the final days of Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu's rule. This is USA Radio News. Join me, George Norrie, for the Worldwide Contact in the Desert Virtual UFO Conference, June 25th to June 28th. Contact in the Desert is an epic weekend of adventure jam-packed with exciting explorations into UFOs, ancient civilizations, AI, crop circles, forbidden archaeology, disclosure, and the newest evidence of ongoing contact, sightings, and leading-edge science. This amazing weekend delivers more than 130 presentations and special events showcasing 67 speakers from all over the world with two extra weeks to view your favorite leading experts, including Avi Loeb with Clyde Lewis, Linda Moulton Howe, Paul Hellyer, John Lear, Russell Targ, David Childress, Doc Wallach, and more. With breaking articles in the New York Times and acknowledged naval sightings, and more importantly, the new release of classified documents on the day of the soft opening of Contact in the Desert, we are your source for inside information. Join us June 25th at contactinthedesert.com to get your tickets today. Make contact, contactinthedesert.com. As a glimmer of hope emerges, while the United States enters the summer with some of the lowest COVID-19 case rates in months, the country could pass 600,000 deaths as early as this weekend. A new report says the Trump administration forced Apple for Congress members' metadata. Wendy King has more. House Intelligence Committee Chairman Adam Schiff says he wants to find out more after a New York Times report revealed former President Trump's Justice Department subpoenaed Apple for the metadata of at least two members of that committee, as well as aides and family members, one of which was a minor. The Department of Justice was trying to find the leaks during the Russia investigation. Adam Schiff is calling for an inspector general to investigate. In a statement, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi said the news about the politicization of the Trump administration Justice Department is harrowing. From the USA Radio News Pacific Northwest Bureau, I'm Wendy King. This is USA Radio News. 
Now you can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go. And pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at low-cost airlines. 800-215-5141. 800-215-5141. That's 800-215-5141. Law enforcement agencies across the country experienced a wave of retirements and departures and are struggling to recruit the next generation of police officers in the years since George Floyd was killed by a cop. And amid the national reckoning on policing, communities are questioning who should become a police officer today. Well, a weak system is going to move across to enhance the rain chance by late in the weekend, but until it does so, only a stray storm or two coming back tomorrow, and again Saturday, if any at all. But do expect lots of heat again. Low to mid-90s for the highs following the morning lows of 70s to 80 tomorrow morning. Once again, near 80 or upper 70s for the morning Saturday, followed by partly cloudy and a hot afternoon high of mid to low 90s. Scattered afternoon thunderstorms and a bit more clouds on Sunday. Thinking about retirement? Make sure a My Social Security account is a part of your plan. A My Social Security account gives you secure access to your personal earnings history and benefit status. You can find out if you're eligible to receive benefits, compare retirement benefit estimates at different ages or dates, view spousal benefit estimates, and more. Plan for your future. Open a My Social Security account at ssa.gov slash myaccount. Social Security. Securing today and tomorrow. Ralph Sanjay, WGSO. Food show. I'm not Tom Fitzmorris. I'm Marianne Fitzmorris, but I'd like to talk food with you. That's what we've been doing here, or Tom's been doing for 33 years. Coming up next month, just about five weeks from now, it'll be the 33rd anniversary of the food show. And why wouldn't it last that long? I mean, it's food. We love food. We talk about food all the time. The only thing we like doing better is eating food here in New Orleans. And that is why we have been doing it for this long. I like to talk about Tom's Almanac because Tom has an extensive body of work of over 50 years. And it is all about food in general and New Orleans food in particular, spiced with little tidbits of words to eat by and drink by and quotations and fun things like that. So words to eat by today are from Brother Dave Gardner. He was a country comedian, or is a country comedian, born in 1926 today. Man cannot live by bread alone. He must have peanut butter. Actually, there was something in the, uh, in the, Almanac for, I guess, this weekend, uh, Sunday, which I said was National Kitchen Clutch Day, is also National Peanut Butter Cookie Day. I love peanut butter cookies. Does anybody else like peanut butter cookies like I do? I only, uh, I don't eat a lot of cookies. 
Um, I don't know why. I mean, it seems like something I would, <laughs> it seems like something I would eat. I uh, used to like chocolate chip cookies, but don't really eat those much anymore. Although Mary Lee did stumble upon a recipe, a Joanna Gaines recipe from her silo bakery. We went, of course, as all suckers do to the silo operation in Waco. The last time we were in Texas, that was in 2019. And we stopped in at the bakery and got some biscuits, which were extraordinarily good, and her chocolate chip cookie, which also was incredibly good. And we got a couple other things and they were great too. Everything we had was good, but those really stood out. And so that was the last great chocolate chip cookie I had. And Mary Lee got the recipe and started making those for a while. And it was really dangerous because they're really, really good. And that was the last batch of chocolate chip cookies that I ate. I don't eat chocolate chip cookies unless they're really good. But I do have a thing for peanut butter cookies whenever I see them, and I don't see them very often. If you know of a really great peanut butter cookie in town, let me know where it is because I, I, I do think peanut butter cookies have tremendous merit. Uh, not so much the ones studded with butterscotch, but just the plain old peanut butter cookies, especially if they're made with um, crunchy peanut butter. And uh, the last great, great peanut butter cookie I had was at the Hotel Dell in San Diego, which is a fantastic property if you are looking to vacation in the United States with your family. I highly recommend that one. Um, but it's, it's peanut butter cookies there are five bucks, which better be a really good peanut butter cookie. And this was years ago. I don't know how much they are now. But, um, but I do like finding peanut butter cookies. I think Willa Jean had them for a while. I haven't seen them there. But I haven't been to Willa Jean in a long time either. 5569696 five, six, nine, six, nine, six is the number. There is another words to eat by in the almanac today. Man of all the animals is probably the only one to regard himself as a great delicacy. That is Jacques Cousteau, the inventor of scuba diving, who was born today in 1910. And the funniest is, of course, from Dave Barry, who is really funny. Uh, apparently, it is his birthday today. And he says, in a words to drink by, without question, the greatest invention in the history of mankind is beer. Oh, I grant you that the wheel was also a fine invention, but the wheel does not go nearly as well with pizza. True, true, true. I want to have a pizza symposium. I'm going to be setting that up because um, now that we have great New York pizza in town, uh, I want to see the difference between those three. We've had great New York pizza before with the likes of Brooklyn, but now it's back and there's a whole bunch of people doing it. For some reason, Tom has a cheese of the day today. It is Crottin de Chavignon. It's a French cheese. It's goat's milk from the tiny town of Chavignon in the Loire Valley. 
Originally, this cheese was made in balls. I don't think it's like the cheese balls, like American cheese balls, which I gotta say, I'm sorry, are good. Their size and the fact that the rind sometimes turned a light brown gives rise to its name, which also could mean little tails, little balls of horse manure. Uh-oh. It doesn't have that strong or mushy a flavor or aroma as that suggests. The crotin you will encounter now is more likely to be made in cylindrical shape with a white rind. It looks like a taller, smaller brie. The tiny mushrooms that form the rind turn brown with a hint of greenish blue as it ages. A well-aged crotin de Chavignon is delicious with a firm, surprisingly crumbly interior and a very full taste. Don't eat the rind of an old one. That's a good question. I'm sure no one is going to call on it, but I'm going to ask the question anyway. Do you eat the rind of cheese ever and under what circumstance? Five five six nine six nine six. I have eaten the rind of cheese. It's not something I would do for any reason that is a positive thing. The only time I ever eat the rind of cheese is for one of two reasons. One is if I want to see what it tastes like and have the experience of eating the rind of cheese as the more gourmet people out there than me are wont to do. And the other reason I would eat the rind of cheese is if I'm just too lazy to cut it off. Other than that, I see no reason to eat the rind of cheese. But maybe you are a cheese rind eater and I would like you to explain your proclivity to do that and how it actually tastes. And if there is a difference in eating this rind of cheese versus that cheese with rind. It's an interesting question. I mean, maybe not that interesting, but I'm kind of curious about it. So if you would like to answer that, I would love for you to do that. Five, five, six. Nine six nine six. We have an edible dictionary word today, as we always do. It's kind of an interesting one. The edible dictionary word is brought to you by Dorignax, one of the top 20 regional supermarkets of all time, which if you're looking for that cherry vanilla, the seasonal flavor of Bluebell, it's there. The edible dictionary word today is Padwunsen. It's a Thai word. It's a Thai noodle dish. It's made with clear noodles, also known as cellophane noodles or bean thread noodles. The noodles, after being soaked in warm water until soft, are stir-fried with shrimp, green onions, mushrooms, carrots, and sometimes other vegetables. Like most Thai dishes, the pepper level the pepper component can range from mild to fiery according to the taste of the eater. Pad Wun Sen is a softer, mellower dish than Pad Thai and has less 
textural and flavor contrast with a distinct flavor of onion throughout. Not only have I not had, I think I've had pod thai. <laughs> I had pod thai in a most unusual place. The only time I've ever had a bite of pod thai was at a place called Tycoon in uh, Oxford, England, because Mary Lee got it and it was right in front of me. That's the only time I've ever been motivated to have pod thai, although I know it is sensationally popular and goes as far back as Semolina's origins, which is 30 years ago. They had a dish on their menu called pod thai. I might have had a bite of it then too, but it's good. I mean, it's good enough. I mean, it's not something that I would, I would seek out, but um, I've never, ever had pod Woonsen. But that is the edible dictionary word for today. And we'll be back after these messages. Keith Young Steakhouse on the North Shore in Madisonville is everything anyone thinks of when a steakhouse comes to mind. The environment is elegant and handsome. The service staff is knowledgeable, attentive, and friendly. And most important, the steaks are superb. The steakhouse sides are also great. Keith Young Steakhouse, 165 Highway 21, Madisonville, 985-845-9940. One of my all-time favorite restaurants is the legendary Pascal's Manali. It's now open for lunch Wednesday through Friday with happy hour specials in the dining room every day. Tuesdays, enjoy two-for-one appetizers and Hans's vodka martinis. Wednesday and Thursdays, wine and beer specials. Friday's lunch martinis are $5. Say hello to my friend Thomas at that great oyster bar when you go to Pascal's Manali, 1838 Napoleon Avenue. Reservations are recommended. Call 895-4877. When you're awake, the things you think come from the dreams you dream. Thought has wings, and lots of things are seldom what they seem. I want to mention that if you are looking for an exceptional dining experience, it's a little bit of a drive, but it's every bit worth the drive. It is Jack Mel Inn in Hammond. We have a lot of listeners in Hammond for whom it is not such a drive. But if you are coming from Slidell or Covington or certainly from New Orleans, it's a little bit of a drive. So what? It's the summer. We have daylight savings time. Do it. You will not be disappointed. Jack Mill Inn is a lovely place. It's actually one of my favorite restaurants, and it goes all the way back to the beginning of my relationship with Tom. He took me there on a romantic dinner one night in a for a romantic dinner one night. It was indeed very much that. It is an intimate space. Not the restaurant, but the nooks and crannies of the restaurant. You could have a dormer to yourself, that kind of intimate. It's a lovely place. It's a 43-year-old house, six fireplaces, as Steve pointed out, maybe not a selling point in the summer, but uh, maybe also it is. If you like fireside dining, you have the opportunity there. It is the place of the best onion soup I've ever had. It is memorable food in that 10% for sure food that you will think about later. 
It is also a great wine list. Paul Murphy is the owner and quite the enophile. His chef, Josh Garrick, can match the food with wine and it's just an exceptional experience. Every bit worth the trip. On Tuesday, it is steak night at Jack Melon. On Friday, there's a great two-course lunch special for only $15. It's one of the few places out there where you will get a side salad or soup with your entree still. That's unusual, especially the quality of a salad like this one. Great place for brunch, for a wedding, lovely outdoor patio, it is located uh, in lush gardens between an east and west version of Highway 190. That's Jack Mel Inn. They are located at 903 East Morris in Hammond. The phone number to make a reservation, and you should, is 985-542-0043. We have Steve on the line. Let's go to Steve. Steve? Man, when I go to Jock Mel Inn, they may throw me in one of those fireplaces now. Why? Because you keep saying that I'm the one that said, you know, the fireplaces may not be that good an idea. <laughs> well, you oh, you're say Steve. That, Are you friends with Marianne? It's true. I have to say it's true. No, I, you know, I understand. I understand, and I, I'm just teasing it's about It's a point I never it. thought about, you know? It yeah. is probably not something we should be talking about right now. Yeah. But it is. Well, I mean, the point it, of it is it's an intimate dining yes, experience. Yes. When I was playing music a lot, we played like two weddings. Did they have a big greenhouse there? Yes. We played two wedding receptions in the greenhouse. Mm -hmm. it's, it's a cool a, place. It's a very cool yeah, place. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Uh, let's go back to cookies. cookies. My two favorite cookies are oatmeal and coconut macaroons. And uh, you said the best... two. What's that? You said two. You're on your third now. No, no. Uh, oatmeal and coconut macaroons. Okay. And I was going to say the best oatmeal I know of right now in the city, believe it or not, and I haven't seen them for a while. They were baking them at the Walmart. And it was a uh, deluxe or something like that. And it was a really good oatmeal cookie. Hmm. And it wasn't, you know, $5 a cookie. Uh, and then the best, best coconut macaroons right now, uh, I haven't been to La Madeleine to get theirs in a, quite a while. And so many people dip them in chocolate, and I just don't understand that. But Fresh Market has a really fine coconut macaroon right now. Okay. And those, but I do love peanut butter cookies. I'm not a chocolate cookie fan. I mean, I don't dislike them, but it's you know it's not on the top of my list. And I tell you, the widest selling cookie in America, I can't stand. Oh, and you got me curious. Oreos. Yeah, well, all of those cookies. I mean, I grew up with a bag of Big 60. You know, even even back then, I mean, my, my sibs call me a big snob, and I, and I am. And I think I was a snob even as a kid because I would take, take a big look at that Big 60 bag, and I'd go, come on, Mom, what are you doing? This is crap. 
Yeah. You know? Yeah, well, I just don't like the Oreo cookie. It's, you know, personally, I just well, don't I think understand. Well, I, I, I think that's true of all, in my opinion, okay? I think yeah. that if you want a cookie, bake one or buy one that's baked. But the processed bags of cookies, I don't understand. I just don't. Yeah, well, I, I sure can eat me some vanilla wafers and, you know, stuff like that. Well, I, I was about to say, although I do, I do really dig the peanut butter patty Girl Scout cookie. Okay. Do really do well, that. do you like Nutter Butters? I do like Nutter Butters. Yeah. I, I don't. I don't ever eat any of these things. Me either. But I do they're, they're like not, Nutter Butters. Yes. They're not. They're you know, like I said, I like Fig Newtons. I like. Okay. See, but, I've never been able to get into those. Yeah. No. Yeah. Well, thank goodness we have different tastes. You need exactly. all Fig Newtons. If we all wanted to marry the same person, if we all wanted the same job, this would be a problem. Yeah. Well, but I don't I want think, a job. You know, I, so. think, I think a good oatmeal cookie. Now, all right, when an oatmeal cookie is baked and it's still soft, I don't like it. When an oatmeal cookie has really hardened up, it's good mm -hmm. to me. That's I what it's got to be. I prefer it hard. I agree. Yeah, it's got to be. A cookie has to be hard. Like my daughter will underbake things. And then she'll eat them when they're, you know, really soft. I don't understand right. that. Yeah, I want hard loves, cookies. My wife loves cookie dough. Yeah, see, no. Yeah. And, you know, I, it's not bad, but, you know, it's yeah. not, it ain't me, so. Yeah, I have to wait. I have to cook. When she lived here and she would bake things, I she would take hers out and then put it back in for me. And then I would let it go another extra you know, five, ten minutes, and then I would have to let it sit for a while before I would touch a yeah, cookie. Yeah, I like that a crispy cookie right. myself. Crispy I hate cookie, it when they started the this. You remember when everybody was doing these soft baked yeah. cookies? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think an oatmeal cookie should have walnuts in it, too. Do you think? Uh, that's fine. I also like raisins in them. Oh, no. See, I don't like raisins in anything. Yeah, well, you know. Yeah. There's a difference. There's a raisin know. or no raisin kind of person. I think raisin's one of those things where you're you're you have a real strong opinion one way or the other, but there's no in between on a raisin. Well, uh, that's where I'm, I kind of disagree, and I'm not, you know, I, I hate to use the word, but anal about a lot of things like that. It's uh, raisins. If you put raisins in bread pudding, I like it. If you don't, you can make a damn good bread pudding without raisins. I don't care, you know. Yeah. Okay. Uh, cookies, oatmeal cookies. If you put raisins in them, great. If you don't, not fine. You know, mm -hmm. okay. uh, carrot salad. You know, I love a carrot oh salad with goodness. with raisins. Carrot uh, salad. I'm practically. If you could picture someone hooked up to an electrode machine, I'm practically jolting just at the thought of that bringing back my grade school. You don't um, like carrot salad. Carrot salad days no never touch it no yeah yeah i love it i love it no so. carrot salad belongs in those same in the same league as the as the grade school leaf with the pear on it <laughs> dollop of cottage cheese all those things all those things are in the folder that says are you kidding me <laughs> My yes. mom made those quite a bit on Sunday. We'd get those with our pot roast and our noodles and mm -hmm. 
green beans and you know. Well, I have to say, I have to say, and I can't believe I'm saying it. I would rather my mother's three canned affair, the the sautéed Vienna sausages with oh. the white boiled potatoes in the can oh. and the pork and beans. <laughs> <laughs> It's all in what you're used to, I guess. Well, like Tom says, you can have my Spam and my Vienna sausage. Oh, you know, the Spam can is still sitting there waiting for the Spam Masubi project, which I do have to get to. And I see it, and it's now become a part of the counter, and I don't even notice it. But now well, that you good said thing it. Is, the good thing is that can of Spam will outlive your grandchildren <laughs> if you leave it there. No, I'm not. I have to, I want to do the Spam Masubi. I really want to do the Spam Masubi. And I just have to remember to get some seaweed at the store. Yeah. It's not, well, seaweed is not something you're going to automatically reach into the Fitzmorris pantry and grab. Although we did have some. And I think I cleaned out the pantry and I went, there is no way I am ever going to use this. And I pitched it. And now I need it. Yeah. Well, I hate to see you waste good seaweed spam. on on spam. <laughs> well, I we're going to do it because I liked the caller that called up and talked about the spam masubi, <laughs> and I want to motivate him to call again. So I'm going to well, do the spam. Marianne, that's you're, you. You got to take those kind of uh, chances with what you're doing for a living right now. I'm proud of you. I'm growing up. What can I say? It's, it's at, about time. I, at the I'm tender look, age of 29. What? I'm thinking about growing up. <laughs> it's pretty scary. It is a scary thing. It is scary. Yeah. You know, sometimes it's just thrust upon you. What can you say? No. No, I refuse. <laughs> mm. Well, I used to say that, too. Anyway. Yeah. Well. All yeah. right. Bye. Take care, Steve. Thank you. Five five six nine six nine six is the number. We're talking about food. And as you see, we get on a yellow brick road and we go wherever it leads us. And uh, I like the idea of cookies, though. We don't talk about cookies very much on this show. And I do love cookies. I don't eat a lot of cookies. And I can resist cookies, which I find most interesting of all. Because there's not a lot that I do resist, but I can resist a cookie. I really can. My daughter makes these shortbread cookies that wind up as bookends of a homemade ice cream sandwich. Now that is some serious divineness. And uh, for you know, when she moved, uh, the the calorie count in this house went way down. So I don't know if she bakes for herself, but I never see it. She has a boyfriend who loves it, so maybe he, she bakes for him. It is 3.30 now. Time for the Louisiana Radio Network News. We'll be back for some more food talk right after this. 556-9696. Five, five, six, nine, six, nine, six. Louisiana Radio Network, I'm Matt Doyle. Opponents of a tax swap plan that was passed by the legislature and will ultimately need to be approved by voters in the fall say the plan has no benefits for middle and lower income Louisianans and features a number of poison pill smaller policy additions. Louisiana Budget Project Executive Director Jan Moeller says additions like an automatic trigger that would further cut taxes should the state see a surplus and a hard income tax cap of 4.75% are particularly troublesome. The devil is all 
always in the details when you are talking about tax policy, and that's the problem with this. Supporters say the plan will simplify the state's tax code, and Saturday and Sunday are free fishing weekend days, and anglers won't need a license to go out and catch fish. Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries spokesperson Gabe Giffen says consider this weekend a reminder to renew as well. It's important that people understand that a lot of their fishing licenses from last year are expiring this month. LouisianaRadioNetwork.com News, I'm Matt Doyle. And with that, the Tigers are putting another point onto the scoreboard. The runner is coming around and he's heading to home plate. But wait, he's running, he's running to the newsstand to pick up the latest edition of Tiger Rag Magazine. I've never seen anything like it before. Tiger Rag Magazine. Tiger Rag Magazine. Tiger Rag Magazine. Are you looking for the latest in LSU sports news? Tiger Rag Magazine. No worries. We've got you covered. Tiger Rag Magazine. Check this out. Get Tiger Rag in your rotation. Tiger Rag Magazine. Tiger Rag. Find it at local newsstands, deliver to your mailbox, or flip the pages on TigerRag.com. Tiger Rag Magazine covers all things LSU sports. Wake up with a fresh dish of sports news direct to your email. Tiger Rag Daily. We've got all the LSU sports news you need. Football, basketball, baseball, volleyball, gymnastics, track. We've got it all. Tiger Rag. Join Bougainvillea Productions and Soul Project NOLA every Friday on Facebook for Fridays from the Funky Uncle. Fridays from the Funky Uncle is a webcast featuring New Orleans funk musicians playing live music combined with interviews and outreach news to raise money for the entertainment community of New Orleans who are impacted by COVID-19. You can also contribute during the show through the use of our virtual tip bucket. So be with us every Friday at 7 p.m. on Facebook to have a funky time and support our music community from the one-of-a-kind Mardi Gras float, the Funky Uncle Lounge. For more info, follow us on social media at Fridays from the Funky Uncle. You make me feel so young. The Funky Uncle commercial was talking about music, which reminds me of something that I wanted to mention yesterday, because we, I, you probably heard me talking about our dinner we had with Daniel the Grimmie cellist on Wednesday night, and I asked him what the symphony was up to, and he said that they are planning to open regularly in September, the opening of the season, and start performances back to normal, which was very surprising to me. So, good news there, if you are into classical music. Something in the Almanac today uh, springs, uh, triggers what I wanted to say about where we had dinner last night, which was utterly absurd. We spent, I spent most of the evening after the show, no kidding, in traffic in one direction or another, all centered around Covington, which is getting a little bit scary for traffic. I'm disturbed by that. I like my quiet little country life. This is an alarming trend. Anyway, uh, eventually it got to be 7 o'clock, 7 o'clock when it was all over. And I had to go out and get gas. I was running out of gas, so I had to get gas. And we, another thing that happened was we pulled into a gas station and I didn't have any gas. And uh, I had to get premium gas so I just kept going a little further down the highway and eventually we wound up at the movie theater 
at Movie Tavern, but not to see a movie, to get popcorn. So we bought $10 worth of popcorn at the Movie Tavern, and it wasn't really all that good. So we only ate like a fourth of it. And, uh, and I was very disturbed by that because movie popcorn used to be really great. And I am told by the movie tavern folks that if you want good popcorn, you have to get it on Tuesday for some reason. I don't know what that means. I don't know if that means it's the only day they pop it. I'm sure it, that doesn't mean that. But uh, that, that was uh, disturbing. That was what we had for dinner last night, some popcorn. And I am reminded of that story because today in 1994, a container with a volume of 6,620 cubic feet was filled with popped popcorn strictly for the purpose of setting a record. It was not buttered. I wonder, I wonder how that was eaten. I wonder if it was eaten. That's a lot of popcorn. I wonder how long it took to pop that. It took long enough for the popcorn that we had in a little bucket yesterday. And I can't imagine how long it would take to pop all of that popcorn. Five five six nine six nine six. I want to mention that we have something called Fish School. It is an attempt on our part and the part of our sponsor, Mandeville Seafood, to bring different species of fish that are otherwise unknown to the average person to your consciousness so that you may get intrigued by it and want to try it. And if you do, Mandeville Seafood can get said seafood for you. You just have to call them and give them a few days notice. Uh, we have had several people attest to the fact that Mandeville Seafood is the pinnacle of seafood purveyors. And uh, so you're in safe hands uh, asking them to get you something unusual. So let's do today's Fish School brought to you by Mandeville Seafood, celebrating 25 years this year. Salmon, the most widely served fish in the finer restaurants of our country. Regarded as the best where it is found fresh, we are happy to report that means pretty much everywhere. Due to farming and quick shipping, we can all enjoy fresh fish on a more regular basis. Salmon is meaty, tasty, and easy to cook in most any way you can dream of. Salmon fall into two categories, Atlantic and Pacific. The most common is the single Atlantic species, which occurs in the northern Atlantic Ocean on both coastlines. Atlantic salmon is also commonly farm-raised, and many of those farms, ironically, aren't even in the Atlantic Ocean. Most of the salmon you see around New Orleans is Atlantic salmon. Fortunately for us, when fresh, cut well, and prepared nicely, farmed fish are delicious. Wild fish are considered to be better in flavor, though. Salmon is easy to cook. Just slap it on the grill, skin side down, or slide it under the broiler. Oil and some light dry season, and you're on your way to delicious fish. If you're feeling bolder, splash some acidity on there. Squeeze a citrus or a dash of flavored vinegar, such as balsamic. That is Salmon. That is Will, who is the manager over at Mandeville Seafood. He's a very nice guy. He's very knowledgeable and uh, very personable. So if you are looking for something, you can talk to Will at Mandeville Seafood, 
who can get you or mandible seafood which i guess i guess mandible seafood can get you any fish that you want if you give them a couple of days notice speaking of fish an american zoologist named mary jane rathbun was born today in 1860 for a long time she was the world's authority on crustaceans and developed the taxonomy of crabs and their kin she named many crab species, including the blue crab, so much enjoyed on New Orleans tables. It is called Calinectus sapidus, and the name means delicious crab. Now, she knew what she was talking about because we do indeed have delicious crabs here. Speaking of Mandeville seafood and crabs, whenever I go in there, I never, ever crack and eat crabs in probably i don't know well certainly as long as i've been married to tom i i never did it but when i go into mandeville seafood to buy salmon usually i am looking at the well they have the fish in the they got a lot of in, they do they have the fish in ice in front of you in um i guess freezers not freezers they're not freezers because it's not frozen but well, coolers whatever it is that you put fish in they have a lot of <laughs> oh it's such a good thing i tell you the truth it is <laughs> you know i don't know if we had a camera in here and we're doing this show live on facebook it would either be an utter sensation of hilarity or it would be the most terrifying thing and i'm trying to decide which one is, <laughs> which one is, i'm sorry for laughing but uh something just happened that that would fall into the category the aforementioned first one of those two but also the second one i have to say also the second one anyway um when I'm talking to the people to get the salmon from under the pounds and pounds of crushed ice, I see over their heads all of the boiled crabs that are stacked. And they're blue crabs. You can see the blue on them. And they have something that they sell for like a dollar a piece called kites. And I didn't know what that was. But if someone wants to give me a crab for a dollar, I'm going to take it. Those are great. Yeah, and I didn't know what kites were, and the reason that they're called kites, I asked Jerry and Becky over at Mandeville Seafood, the owners, what a kite was, and they said that they are called kites because they're so lightweight that they could fly away, not literally, but just, you know, um, as, a, as a metaphor. Okay. But, um, but I usually will, if someone wants to give me a crab for a dollar, I will buy a bunch of them. So I bought like five of them one day and I came home and I just picked crabs. It was the first time I'd picked crabs in umpteen years, but it was fun. And sometimes it's really kind of, it's really kind of good. Just pick a delicious boiled crab and it's mindless activity. And then you eat it and it's delicious and it's a nice experience. So I will pick up some of those sometimes. They don't have them all the time, uh, but they but uh, but they're really good. And I I do sometimes just mm. pick a crab for fun. Well, I'm not gonna, not often, but sometimes. I'm gonna check it out. Although it was over there at the, the 
very popular and um and how pork and chicken have sort of switched places along in the proteins these are pounds per year per capita beef still makes up a large portion of protein consumed but pounds per capita continues to decrease whereas chicken continues to rise chicken took away the top spot from beef in 2004 and has reigned supreme ever since. Now that's interesting because I think it seems like people are eating more beef lately. But what I would really be interested in more than anything else is the amount of protein from animals total consumption. I would imagine that there's been a significant drop in that. Now 2019 was only two years ago but I would say that was about the beginning of the intense push toward plant-based fake meat. And that now, now there's fake everything. I have emails, people that wanna talk about their fake seafood, their fake meat. And um, I would say that is a fairly new development. So I would be curious if this, if this research was done in the next you know, 10 years, how that would change. Beef declined 31% per capita between 1970 and 2019. Pork, the other white meat, eventually loses to chicken in the Great Battle of 1987. So I guess that was when the campaign rolled out for pork being the other white meat. That doesn't seem like it was that long ago, but I guess it was. Eggs were a small portion of the diet not very long ago and have definitely swapped places. There is no 2019 estimate for nuts, which shifts things down, but the distribution is likely similar to 2018. So if you were to imagine like a layer, fish and shellfish is really surprising. It's very small. Now this is not, this is over the United States. It's not Louisiana, but I bet the fish and shellfish would be a much bigger portion of this pie if, if you were talking about here. But at the very at the very bottom, there's just like a little line of these things. Turkey is small, nuts, lamb, and veal is the teeny tiniest. Let's go to Mike. Hi, Mike. Hello. 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 Hebrew National. That's Thank the name you. Of the hot dog. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> that is excellent. It. Excellent product. Okay. Very, very good product. If you if you eat those, you'll never go back to the old red hot dogs. They they oh, taste more like a, they taste either. more like a sausage to me than they do anything that I ever knew as a hot dog. But they're very tasty. Do you remember? And, uh, I don't know. I don't know if we ever got these here. Do you remember when Oscar Meyer had spicy wieners? That was like a sausage. No, no. I don't, I don't know if they ever made that. it here. I used to see that in D.C. right after Katrina. Go ahead. Yeah, another good brand is Nathan's because I mean Nathan's is yes. really popular in New York. You know, that's yes, it's a big deal to have a Nathan hot dog when you. My my daughter is dating a guy from Jersey, mm -hmm. and uh, he's living down here now, but he's, his family's from Jersey, mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And I was telling him how my wife, with the time she spent up in New York, how much we like eating New York-style hot dogs, you know? And mm-hmm. our version of that, instead of the cheese, chili, and all that, we, we do brown mustard, sautéed onions, and uh, pickled peppers. And he goes, oh, that's good. I thought you... I thought you meant a, a dirty water dog. I said, what the hell is a dirty water dog? That's those red hot dogs that have been hanging around in the cloudy water for five hours. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's this version of a good hot dog. A dirty water dog is what he calls them, you know? He said that's a good, but, that's a good hot dog? That's his, you know, you know it's, oh, just a, it's, a, it's a cultural thing, I'm sure. You know, they, sure. that's what he yeah. grew up with. I, I'm, right. He's not looking. But anyway, um, I wanted to ask you... When I was hanging up with you the other day, did you say I got you in trouble? Yes. Did you make a reference? You did, but well, I can't. I get you in but trouble? I don't want to get in trouble again by telling you how you got me in trouble. So I'm going to send you uh, an okay. email. Okay. All right. <laughs> yes. And I guess I yes. guess you don't want to tell me where y'all going to eat over the weekend either, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I said it. I said it. We're going to. Oh, I, uh, I know Crescent you're going to Crescent City tonight, but where are we're you going? We're going to Commanders tomorrow night. Commanders. We're oh, Commanders. that ought to be great. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's gonna be really. It's gonna be interesting on so many levels. So many levels. You're not doing that kitchen thing yes. by any chance, huh? No. 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 no yeah. No. Now we're meeting a friend who uh, is coming in from Lafayette and. Uh, and he's got a new girlfriend. It's going to be a foursome. It's going to be a very nice evening with um, a lot of good food. But we don't eat that way anymore. You know, it's that's going to be an interesting evening. Right. Let me, let me ask you a question. I hope I'm not being too personal asking you this, but I, I think it's within the bounds of okay. Did you say at some point that Tom has stopped drinking completely? Um, did, did I yes. For the most part, yes. I think that he may have had a, a, a little bit of wine recently, but after his birthday party, um, he uh, he decided he wasn't going to drink anymore. Yes, for the most yeah. part, well, yes. There, there, the only reason I brought it up was is that I can certainly understand wanting to put limitations on alcohol given his circumstances. But I would think that the smell of wines would would be a good thing. It would be a stimulating cognitive thing for him, you know, bringing back memories from, from, you know, the past and that type of thing. I mean, I'm talking about in very limited yeah. measures, you know, uh, that's, you know, you know, me and wine, that's just my yeah. take on it. You know, well, but, again, uh, this is why I say this weekend's going to be interesting. That's why I say this right? weekend's going to be interesting because this weekend we are going to have a Tom Fitzmorris experience. Well, that's and good. That's good. we haven't had that in a long time, so I find it really interesting. Dinner the other night with Daniel was very interesting. It was. Yeah, we brought, brought him back to town. He's going to be playing with the symphony again. Well, he 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 bounces around a lot. He's he's mm-hmm. never in one place very long. I mean, he travels a lot, and he is based in New Orleans, but spends a lot of time on the road anyway. But he is. Uh, he does a show on Tuesday night on WWNO, and I think that is, he's never been here in the summer at all, and that's what's bringing mm-hmm. him back. He's hes leaving again on Monday for a little bit, and then coming back to do another, you know, round of those shows, so, um, but the symphony is firing up again in September, which I'm very excited about, so, and, and I asked be about, just, mm-hmm? just, you'll be part of that? 
Yeah, so he he said it's going to be like normal. It's it's okay. you know it's the old way of the big concert. It's happening again in September, and I uh, was that's good because when when you had told me some time back that he had moved to the northeast, I thought, well, that's probably the end of Daniel. You know, we'll probably never see Daniel again. And I've always yeah. enjoyed you know his his contributions to the show. He's always done a good job. Like yeah. you know, had interesting guests and that sort of thing. So I'm glad well, to hear he... he's back. Yeah. Yeah, he well, you probably want to hear him on this show, but he does. He has a podcast of his own, which you might actually really like, Mike. It's Is called no, no, no. It's called Talking Beats. It's political and musical. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Talking I'll check Beats. That out. Yeah, you should check it out. Um, and, and the other one is strictly that? musical. Hmm? How did how did y'all come to go to Crescent City tonight? Who uh, what provoked that? That is that is a very strange story because I wish I could explain it. I can't really. So we got an email okay. from Tom's college fraternity. Um, you know, there's always one person in every group that keeps people together for a lifetime. You know right. that guy. So yeah. we got an email from him, and there's some strange event that celebrates the life of a now deceased member of the fraternity. I don't understand it at all, but we will not be going to that because I think it maybe takes place at a cemetery or something. I don't know. But anyway, uh-huh. it uh, the Crescent City version of it starts at 7, which is kind of too late for us. So we're uh-huh. going to go early and kind of meet them on the way out so Tom can visit with some of those guys. Oh, that's and, good. And, yeah, that's so nice. we're going to have dinner at Crescent City, one of his favorite places, and then we're going to visit with some people, and then tomorrow night's going to be the full gourmet experience. I am, it, it, Like I told uh, Daniel, this is a week of, of, of interesting research for me. Yeah, I'll be looking forward to the reports next week. Yeah. Okay. All right. Oh, uh, I know I'm gonna sound like I'm, I'm gonna sound like a sycophant, but uh, peanut butter cookies are my favorite cookies, also. So. Oh yeah. Well, they're not yeah, my no favorite cookies, but I do love them. Where Where do you know of a good one? My wife would make them for me when I would ask for them. I don't, you know, I don't really go looking for cookies too much on the outside. Uh-huh. But okay. you, you were saying about not liking chocolate chips. I mean, it seems to me the ultimate would be a peanut butter cookie with chocolate chips. You know. Because yeah, yeah. peanut butter and chocolate are a natural combination, as we they all know. They are, aren't they? They are. You should have your wife make some peanut butter cups, because um, I've I want, I want to. I want to get the method for that because I, I can't even visualize how you do that with using the, what you use. This natural peanut butter, which has a, a tendency to separate, uh-huh. and this, these block this block chocolate. I, don't, I just can't imagine how you get that into the configuration <laughs> of a cup, but. One day you can explain it to me, you know? <laughs> okay, fair enough. All, All right. right, take care. Bye. Thanks, bye. All right, that wraps us for the week here on The Food Show. I want to mention that it's the 75th anniversary of WGSO. They have been the the community voice of the Crescent City for 75 years, the only locally owned news talk station. And they are now a 501c3 charity, which means that if you go to their beautiful new website, WGSO.com, and click the button that says Donate, your donation will be tax deductible. WGSO, happy anniversary. Please help us with our 75 for 75 campaign. It will bring improvements across the board at the station. 
We also have our own platform here with a food show. It's called nomenu.com, N-O-M-E-N-U.com. Nomenu.com is where you'll find Tom's extensive 50-year body of work collecting information like the almanac and everything you ever wanted to know about food, and in particular, New Orleans food. 400-some-odd recipes. That's where you'll find missing pieces of the food show. I mean, your missing pieces, the food show in a podcast will be all in one. If you go to the website on the front page, it says food show. Click there, and you'll see the episodes that you're missing. They also, we also have uh, archival information there, extinct restaurants, a fun place to kind of just go and hang out because there's a lot of good stuff there. A lot of people tell me when they're looking for some kind of historical context for something, they go to nomenu.com, it's there. There are also, I don't know how many, but it's in the hundreds, I think, of, uh, of reviews of restaurants. That is nomenu.com, N-O-M-E-N-U.com. Please go there and sign up for the newsletter. It comes out twice a week. And there are specials around town, restaurants, things like the Bayona Lunch for $31 and fun stuff like that. Nomenu.com, N-O-M-E-N-U.com. We also have our Instagram page. It's called at the New Orleans Menu. A lot of pretty pictures there. We'd love for you to go there and follow us as well. I think that's about it that I want to promote here. Uh, Tim McNally is up next with the Dine, Wine, and Spirits show, and we are done. We'll see you tomorrow, 4 o'clock, WGSO New Orleans. USA Radio News. I'm Brad Bernards. Senior Democrat leaders issued a unified statement Thursday denouncing comments made by Minnesota Democrat Representative Ilhan Omar when she compared U.S. and Israel's war crimes to actions by the Taliban and Hamas. Omar issued a statement Thursday clarifying her comments after she was met with a flood of criticism from members of her own party. On the heels of the release of Anthony Fauci's emails from early on in the pandemic, Senators Marsha Blackburn, Marco Rubio, and Tom Cotton have demanded that Fauci resign or be fired. Republican Senator Tom Cotton of Arkansas on Fox. Well, I'm reflecting what I heard from so many people across the state of Arkansas last week. They've lost confidence in Tony Fauci because of his repeated evasions and misdirection and politicized advice. This is USA Radio News. Let's see, if something costs less, but people are happier with it, that sounds like something to look into, and that's MediShare. Maybe you've heard switching to MediShare to pay for health care can save the typical family 500 bucks a month. And that's huge, but it's also true that people are way more satisfied after making the switch, too. The customer satisfaction rate for MediShare is double that of the typical health insurance plan. Double. MediShare works. It's been around for more than a quarter century, and members have shared more than $3 billion of each other's bills. People love having telehealth and a huge nationwide PPO network. So, yeah, you can save a ton and like it better. Imagine being happy with how you're taking care of your health care. So if you're self-employed or part of the gig economy or you just want to plan you're happy with, you can call right now and get a price within two minutes. A very, very smart use of two minutes. Here's the number you need. 833-34-BIBLE. That's 833-34-BIBLE. 833-34-BIBLE. As a glimmer of hope emerges while the United States enters the summer with some of the lowest COVID-19 case rates in months, 
the country could pass 600,000 deaths as early as this weekend. A new report says the Trump administration forced Apple for Congress members' metadata. Wendy King has more. House Intelligence Committee Chairman Adam Schiff says he wants to find out more after a New York Times report revealed former President Trump's Justice Department subpoenaed Apple for the metadata of at least two members of that committee, as well as aides and family members, one of which was a minor. The Department of Justice was trying to find the leaks during the Russia investigation. Adam Schiff is calling for an inspector general to investigate. In a statement, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi said the news about the politicization of the Trump administration Justice Department is harrowing. From the USA Radio News Pacific Northwest Bureau, I'm Wendy King. This is USA Radio News. We are having a party. It's WGSO's 75th anniversary party. And we're looking for all of you to come celebrate with us. If you're a local business, take advantage of this opportunity to be a sponsor for our big 75th anniversary party. We have great sponsorship packages offering tremendous benefits for our partners. If you're interested, contact me, Jeff Cruer, at jeff at WGSO.com or 504-669-6076. The Sazerac House is now open at 101 Magazine Street at the corner of Canal and Magazine in the heart of downtown New Orleans. You're cordially invited to experience timeless traditions and history that's worth repeating. Enjoy complimentary self-guided tours, interactive cocktail exhibits, spirit tastings, and experience the production of Sazerac rye whiskey and Peixos bitters right on site. And don't miss the Sazerac House's retail store with one-of-a-kind gifts and novelties sure to please anyone. For more information, visit www.sazerachouse.com. Got a few clouds tonight. Tomorrow it's mostly sunny, it's mostly dry and hot again. Can't rule out a possible thunderstorm, but a chance stays low. That chance will increase with a disturbance coming down 70s to 80 in the morning tomorrow, followed by a sunny to partly cloudy and a hot afternoon high of lower 90s. Feel like temperatures into the 100s. Widely scattered for the morning, scattered to possibly likely for the afternoon Sunday. Before and after storms heating up to low 90s, feel like temperatures into the 100s. Thinking about retirement? Make sure a My Social Security account is a part of your plan. A My Social Security account gives you secure access to your personal earnings history and benefit status. You can find out if you're eligible to receive benefits, compare retirement benefit estimates at different ages or dates, view spousal benefit estimates, and more. Plan for your future. Open a My Social Security account at ssa.gov slash myaccount. Social Security. Securing today and tomorrow. Ralph Sanjay, WGSO. Welcome to the New Orleans Dine, Wine, and Spirits Show, your daily opportunity to hear what's going on in the world of beverage and dining in New Orleans and around the world. Your host is Tim McNally. Tim welcomes your phone calls and your questions. Call 504-556-9696. Now, here's your host, Tim McNally. All right, it's Friday afternoon. Yeah, but who, who keeps track of days anymore? 
did some work around the house this week, had a couple of workmen come in, and it was like, are you kidding me? Are you kidding? He didn't know what day it was. You okay there, Ronald? We got it? I, I can barely hear myself. So, uh, yeah, let me, uh, let me get a little more uh, noise in my ear, if that's okay. You're good. Are we going out? We, I can hear it now just fine. Thanks. Oh, you know. I don't come into the station, stay at home and do remote, and then we have technical problems with that sometimes. Now I'm having technical problems at the 